0: This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. All right. Hello and welcome to the Eat Like Ruby podcast. Today we are going to talk about all things flexible dieting, which is absolutely my jam. So we are going to talk about what exactly it is, what exactly I teach the girls I work with and why I am such an advocate of flexible dieting as opposed to other diets. So if you're a beginner, if you're new to the world of flexible dieting, if you're new to the E Like Ruby world, this will be an awesome episode for you. And even if you are someone who has dabbled in these things for a while, this will still be so informative because I so often find that people are doing certain things, following certain things, believing certain things, and they don't actually know why. They've just been told, or it's what they've heard, or they've just gotten into these habits over the years, whether they're good habits or bad habits, whatever it might be, but they don't actually know the science and really understand why they believe what they believe or why they do what they do. So no matter where you're at, I feel like you will gain something from this episode. So I really want to cover the science behind what I teach, but also the practical side of it too. And I really think everyone will be able to take something away from this episode. So first of all, what is flexible dieting? Flexible dieting is a way of eating that allows us to include all foods in moderation and structure our food in so many ways to achieve performance and body composition goals. So when we flexible diet, we have a few targets we want to work towards and guidelines we want to follow with our daily nutrition choices, but we are free to include a variety of foods and to choose different foods as we please in order to reach those targets and guidelines. And the key word in that sentence that I love is choose. When we flexible diet, we have choice. And when we think about it, very few diets allow this. And this is why I find it tends to be one of the most sustainable, enjoyable ways of eating as no food is off limits. So many people may have heard of calorie counting, tracking macros, if it fits your macros in the dieting world over the years. And in my opinion, flexible dieting takes the good essential bits from these approaches to create a more enjoyable, sustainable, flexible approach to dieting. So when we talk about tracking macros, to get technical for a second, the word macros is short for macronutrients, and our macronutrients are what make up our calories. So we have three macronutrients, which are protein, carbohydrates, and fat. We don't need to get all into the science of those, but when we talk about tracking macros, that's what that means. And all foods contain calories and macronutrients, so even healthy and or clean foods still contain calories. And this is the biggest thing that I find people do not understand when they're just starting out and or not succeeding with their performance goals, body composition goals, weight loss goals. Calories are a unit of energy. Our bodies use up energy slash calories every day through exercise, everyday activities, and even when completely at rest. And then our bodies get calories back in via food and drink. So weight loss and weight gain come down to a very simple equation of calories in versus calories out. When we consume less calories than our body uses each day, we are in a calorie deficit, promoting fat loss. When we consume more calories than our body uses each day, we are in a calorie surplus, promoting weight gain. So the aim for weight loss is to ensure the amount of calories we consume every day is slightly less than our body needs and uses, resulting in a calorie deficit. For weight gain, it is the opposite, resulting in a calorie surplus. So calories are king when it comes to fat loss or muscle gain. We cannot push real, clear, awesome muscle gain if we are continuously under-consuming and ending the day in a calorie deficit. And on the flip side, we cannot drop body fat if we over-consume calories and end the day in a calorie surplus. And this is where I see so many people get stuck when it comes to pursuing a fat loss goal. No matter how healthy or clean we eat, these foods still contain calories and eating too many calories, regardless of where they come from, will result in us being in a calorie surplus leading to weight gain. So just to explain this a little bit further, if a person needed 2000 calories a day to maintain their weight, if you used 2000 calories worth of energy, let's say, because calories are energy, meaning when you wake up, get out of bed, go to gym, do your job, do all of your activities for the day, whatever they are, if your body used 2,000 calories worth of energy, if we only gave your body 1,600 calories via food and drink, it would need to source that additional 400 calories of energy from somewhere. And that is how we create a calorie deficit because body fat is stored energy. So if your body needed 2,000, we've only given it 1,600, it's going to look for that additional 400, and it's going to find it in the form of stored body fat. On the flip side, like I said, body fat is stored energy. So if that same person whose body required 2,000 calories to maintain and just get through the day, if that person was to consume 2,400 calories we're then going to store that additional 400 because you've given the body 2,400. It's only used 2,000. There's 400 in excess just sitting there that goes into storage. That is literally how fat loss and fat gain occur. And when we do that day after day, week after week, over time, that is literally how we either pursue a fat loss goal or we end up gaining additional body fat. And when we speak about this, we... Refer to it in so many ways. People will say things like calories in versus calories out. They'll abbreviate that and say SECO. Um, when we talk about energy balance, that's exactly what that means. Like, what is the balance of energy? Was there too much? Was there not enough? AKA, were we in a deficit? Were we in a surplus? So, anytime we talk about these things on the pod, on the podcast or anywhere, we'll interchange all those words. Like, calories are energy, so we'll say calorie deficit calorie surplus, energy deficit, energy surplus, energy balance, calories in versus calories out. All of those things really just come back to that scenario that I just explained. When we think about that person needing 2000 calories, we will cover this a little bit more, but it obviously gets quite in depth. Everyone will be different. So everyone's calorie requirement is going to be different depending on age, body size, activity levels, so many other things. So when we think about that, controlling our total calorie intake is the most important factor we need to do each day if we wanna see progression towards a body composition goal. Ensuring we're in a calorie surplus is optimal when the goal is muscle gain and ensuring we're in a calorie deficit is essential when the goal is fat loss. And it really is essential if we think about that example because we cannot pursue a fat loss goal if we are giving that that, body the, giving the body that additional energy, and it's just going to keep storing it. On the flip side, if we do have a goal to gain, whether that be to gain muscle, to gain body fat, to gain weight of any type, that gain has to come from somewhere. If we're continuously under-consuming and not giving the body enough, it can't store any excess. It's going to use what we give it, and it's either going to stay still, or if we don't give it enough, we're definitely not going to make any progress with gaining. So continuously planning and then executing days that are within your required calorie range will be the deciding factor of whether or not you progress towards your body composition goals. Like I said, as far as knowing what that range is for you, that will come down to so many different factors for the individual, depending on lifestyle, age, size, gender, activity levels, genetics, so many other things. But this is where real nutrition education is key if we can learn these things and understand how they personally apply to us, it is literally a game changer. It will set you up with the education and tools to control your body composition and performance goals for your life. If you understand that principle and the science of energy balance, and then how it actually applies to you in regards to your numbers and where you fall into all of that, you can take that information and apply it to achieve any goal at any time. And that comes back to what we were saying before about choice and people being able to choose how they want to do things, how hard they want to go on things at any time, as opposed to other diets where it is simply, I am on this diet indefinitely or for as long as I can stick to it. (laughs) So like I mentioned earlier, our macronutrients are what make up our calories. So although we know that weight loss and weight gain come down to energy balance, aka calories in versus calories out. The reason we focus on our macros as well and not just calories when working on altering our body composition is because each macro will play an important role in our body. So the key things I teach my girls to focus on each day with their nutrition are being within that required calorie range, depending on the goal, deficit or surplus, while getting enough protein, dietary fat and fiber. So it is super important to ensure we get enough protein in every day. And nearly every person that gets started in Eat Like Ruby isn't doing this. <laughs> so, if you find it hard to hit your protein or you start out tracking your food and you realize that you're way off your protein, just know you are not alone because this is so common. It is by far the thing that people struggle with most when they get started. But if we are serious about progressing towards a fat loss, muscle gain goal. And even when we say muscle gain goal, we're talking about like toning, being lean, all of those things fall into that category. If we are serious about changing our body composition, getting enough protein in each day is a game changer and has to happen. In simple terms, like we won't get into all of the science behind it, but in simple terms, protein is responsible for repair and recovery in the body. So literally for maintaining and gaining Muscle mass. And when we say muscle mass, a lot of girls can think, I don't want to gain big amounts of muscle, but any muscle, even if we are aiming for that toning, if we're aiming for glutes, AKA building a booty, like everybody talks about, all of that muscle will be maintained and built when we get enough protein in. So, for that reason, consuming sufficient protein each day is essential for anyone with a goal of wanting to reduce body fat, appear more toned. Or build muscle it's a no-brainer i also prescribe my girls with a daily minimum dietary fat requirement and this is because dietary fat is essential for good hormone health and nutrient transport and like i said this is just a minimum and i'm going to talk about this a little bit more in a second but it's totally fine to go over this amount so long as we stay within our overall calories but we just don't want to come in under this because of those things i just mentioned like hormone support obviously something we want to look after. And then the last thing I get my girls to aim for every day is a daily fiber range. And this is because dietary fiber is important for gut health, digestion, and keeping us regular. So as you can see here, I've mentioned like ranges and making sure we get enough, but I don't give girls exact targets or exact numbers to hit with these things as I feel like it just defeats the purpose of flexible dieting. And this comes back to what I was speaking about in the beginning. The reason I'm such an advocate of flexible dieting as opposed to like tracking macros or simply counting calories is because I feel like these two things are at total opposite ends of the spectrum and flexible dieting is like the sweet spot in the middle. If people are only counting calories, they tend to not really think about all of those essential nutrients that we just talked about. So protein, dietary fiber, etc. On the flip side, if we aim for exact numbers with those things by tracking macros and really aiming to hit certain specific numbers, it tends to remove the flexibility, in my opinion. If people are so used to doing this, they might feel fine doing it when everything's in their control and they're at home and they're food prepping and it's a normal day. But then anytime it comes to moving away from the plan, eating out, anything like that, they don't really know what to do because they're so used to hitting those exact numbers. So if we've learned to work within ranges and be mindful of including all of these foods, we can still be mindful of doing those things in any instance, on any occasion, without needing to sit there and make sure we hit those exact numbers. So the reason I'm such an advocate of nutrition education and flexible dieting is because I want people to truly learn and feel confident managing their nutrition In any situation. And if we're taught to just always hit exact numbers, that becomes tricky for most people. So then, when it comes to reaching those targets and falling within those ranges, this is where we start to look a little bit more at food quality. And I speak so much to this throughout all of my Eat Like Ruby programs and learning what foods can work well to hit these targets and meet these requirements. And this pretty quickly starts to become second nature to all of my girls, which I absolutely love. So what we mean by this is, for example, if we were aiming for a day around the 2,000 calorie mark, if we literally just hit our 2,000 calories with pancakes in the morning, Macca's for lunch, pizza for tea, we could fall within that 2,000 calorie range, but we wouldn't be hitting those other requirements like we mentioned of protein, dietary fiber, etc., And we probably wouldn't feel too good either. If we fill a 2000 calorie day with plenty of like fruit, veg, fiber, protein, and then use the flexible component to just work some other fun foods or anything in there in moderation, we can create like a really satisfying, enjoyable day of eating overall. But it's also going to leave us feeling great in terms of things like energy and hunger, digestion, all of those things. So when we step back and look at all of that, we have the flexibility to plan a day that meets our calorie requirement, that hits our protein, that hits our fiber, all of those things. And we're mindful of the food quality that comes into that day to optimize things like performance, energy, digestion, hunger, etc. But we can still just mix it up with the overall choices there. It's not a matter of, I can only eat this or I have to leave out this. I'm not allowed to eat this as a lot of diets are. Coming back to like we spoke about at the start, we've got that choice, we've got that flexibility, we've got the freedom. So the reason I personally adopt a flexible dieting approach and the reason I teach it is because working towards these targets gives you the education and understanding to know what foods and nutrients we want to include regularly in our days and in what amounts. And then as time goes on and we really start to learn this, we can take that knowledge and apply it during things like social meals, holidays, and then actually move away from tracking our food at times too. So that's probably getting a little bit off topic, but the whole reason we track our food, and I have this conversation with my girls all the time, is we don't track our food for the sake of hitting perfect numbers. We track our food so we can start to learn What a good balanced day of eating looks like for us personally. And that probably comes back to what I was saying at the very start, where people have this idea of, you know, I should do this, or this is a good day, this is a balanced day. And they don't actually know what that means. A lot of people are aiming for good days of eating, balanced days of eating. But if you haven't really gained an education and spent a little bit of time, planning, working towards numbers, whatever it might be, to actually get a visual and get an understanding of what that means for you, what that looks like for you, what foods does that include, what do the portion sizes look like, all of those things. That is how we start to actually learn and know what a good balanced day of eating is for us. And then, like I said, We can take that information and apply it when we eat out. We can take it and apply it when we're on a holiday without actually tracking our food, without actually weighing our food, whatever it is. There's so many ways we can navigate this and I'm sure we'll talk about this over the coming weeks. But that is really the underlying point and the whole reason behind why I teach what I teach. I want people to be able to look at their days and know, what does a good day look like for me? What does a balanced day look like for me? What do good portion sizes look like for me? All of these things. And then on a similar note, we want to also have this knowledge and know how to apply it to structure our nutrition to fuel things like sporting and performance goals as well. If we understand nutrition and we understand all of those things for us, like I just said, we can tweak it to suit whatever we're doing at the time. If somebody is doing, you know, a big event or has a big performance goal coming up, we can understand what it actually means to carb load, to reduce fat, reduce fiber. And this is probably getting off topic and it's probably a conversation for another day, but there are so many things we can do to structure our nutrition in different ways, depending on the goal, depending on what's happening at the time. And it comes back to actually knowing how to do that. If we say, like a lot of people have probably heard about Carb loading for an event. But if you don't actually even know how many carbs you're eating or what foods have carbs in them in the first place, how do you then know what carb loading looks like for you? So, the reason I'm such an advocate of nutrition education and flexible dieting is because I want to teach girls how to manage their nutrition for all aspects of their life, as opposed to always being on a diet or always being good, or on the flip side, I've fallen off that diet, I'm being bad etc. We want to know how to manage our nutrition for any aspect of our life, depending on the goal, depending on what else is happening in our life at the time. We want to be able to apply different things to really suit that as opposed to simply being on or off a diet. One thing that I absolutely love and I want any girl that comes to me to learn and walk away with is we want to feel like we truly know how to achieve a wicked physique goal. And the reason I say this is because Obviously, we haven't touched much on training today, but most of the girls that come to me work in training and nutrition, like we work on both. And when we're in that mindset of simply being on a diet or off a diet, we tend to find we spin our wheels a lot with a real physique goal. And this is definitely a conversation for another day. But I want people to know how to structure their nutrition to achieve those physique goals. Like we spoke about earlier, when it comes to muscle gain, we obviously have to structure our nutrition differently. And I want girls to understand this and feel confident doing it. We want to be able to absolutely send it in the gym and have phases of chasing wicked performance goals and muscle gain, as opposed to coming back to, like I just said, being on or off a diet outside of the gym and outside of the whole nutrition and training thing. We want to feel like we can do things like go away on a holiday and really enjoy the foods and meals with a relaxed approach, but not feel like we're off track or blowing our diet. And if we think about all that and we summarize all that, <laughs> a classic Ruby rent. So to summarize all this, being able to tighten things up or loosen the reins to suit not only your goal, but your lifestyle at any given time, while still keeping like good habits and good health in check is an absolute game changer. The main thing I want is girls to feel like they are confidently in control of their nutrition at all times, whatever they want that to look like at the time. And this is where real nutrition education and understanding is key because if we think about that... We're all going to have different goals at different times, whether that be different goals throughout our life or even different goals throughout the year. And if any eat like groovy girls are listening to this, they will know we have all had this combo. And that is literally the combo that I have with my girls because when we don't have that education and the understanding, we go into all things, whether it be sporting events, holidays, weddings, summer, Christmas, anything at all with the mindset of simply, I am being good and sticking to my diet, or I am not being good, I fell off track with my diet. If we know how to structure our nutrition for these different things, it's not as simple as I'm good, I'm bad. It's about actually taking that education, taking that knowledge and structuring it to suit that event, to suit that occasion, to suit that goal. So what was good, or what, sorry, is good for that goal is different depending on the goal. If we're going into a summer holiday, if we're going into Christmas, if we're going into any big event like that where prioritizing nutrition and really knuckling down on things just doesn't make sense, then a good approach to that is going to be different to when we have a very specific sporting or body composition goal that we're trying to achieve in a time frame. A quote-unquote good approach to that looks a lot different And the thing that I see when people don't have this education or this understanding is that they'll simply use that word good or they'll put an approach in place that's like, I'm going to eat well, I'm going to eat clean. And there's no actual definition of that. And that's where a lot of people can end up spinning their wheels because they're eating clean and doing all the right things in their opinion. But all of these clean foods and all these healthy foods still contain calories. And like we spoke about earlier, those calories can still add up in a way that we don't want them to. So if we don't have the education and understanding of how they're adding up for or against our goal at the time, simply eating well, being good, isn't usually enough. It's not an actual plan. It's not something that we can say, this is the goal. This is the approach that needs to happen for that goal and actually plan and structure our days to meet the requirements of the goal. And then the same goes with the performance goal. If we want to optimize performance, we might do things like um, temporarily reduce dietary fat or dietary fiber. And like I said before, increase carb intake. But if we haven't been educated on that and we don't know what that looks like or what that means, we wouldn't actually know how to do it. And these days we see so many people doing things like you know, fun runs, marathons, triathlons, strongman. Like, it's so easy to enter these events these days. And that is awesome. But those events are a huge energetic demand on the body. And if we think about everything we spoke about earlier, if calories are energy, we're giving our body energy. We're doing these events that have this big energetic demand, and we haven't learned how to fuel our body for those events. I see so many people really spin their wheels with these things, going into something that is pretty intense on the body. Like it's quite a common and easy thing these days for people to be like, I'm going to do a powerlifting comp or I'm going to do a half marathon. We absolutely want to make sure the body is conditioned and primed and fueled for that. And the plan and the approach of I'll eat well in the lead up to that is just not going to cut it. And if we think about this, like if anyone has ever heard me talk in any way before about nutrition, I'll really often compare it to money. But if we think about that scenario that I just mentioned, where we simply try and eat well, it's like saying I'll spend, save and invest well this week but we don't actually sit there and look at our money and look at our budget and say, this is what I'll save. This is what I'll spend. This is what I'll invest. So there's no actual plan in place. We haven't put education and metrics in place to ensure we optimize progress towards that financial goal. And therefore we're kind of left hoping for the best. Nutrition is no different. Eating well is great. I do not want to criticize or you know, bash anyone for eating well and trying to look after themselves. But it's not an actual definite plan to ensure we're on track with a performance or a body composition goal. And then like we said, people in that position, whether it is with finances or whether it is with nutrition, are essentially left hoping. And I hear this all the time in the nutrition industry. Hopefully I can have a good week. Hopefully I lose weight this week. If we think about everything I've just spoken about, we know the science and the facts of how weight loss is achieved, how fat loss is achieved, how muscle gain is achieved. When we invest time, money, energy, whatever into actually learning these things, we can take away the hope. We don't have to hope that it works out for us. We can apply the plan that we know will work out for those things. And that's one of the biggest messages I want to get across to anyone who works with me is we never want to hope nutrition works out for us. And that's one of the biggest messages I want to get across to anyone who works with me is that we never want to hope our nutrition works out for us this week. We're not hoping we achieve our goals. We know exactly how to structure nutrition to achieve any goals. So instead of hoping for the best, like I hear all the time, We instead want to plan and execute a plan to ensure the best. So if you are someone who is always hoping you achieve your goals with no real education structure or action plan in place besides eating well or trying harder, I absolutely advise gaining that education because it is an absolute game changer. So that is a wrap on everything I wanted to cover today. We are obviously going to keep diving into so many different aspects of nutrition and training over the coming weeks and months. In the very next episode, considering it is the very start of 2023, I'm going to jump into do's and don'ts of New Year's dieting, all of the things that I see people doing in the new year that I would not recommend, all of the things that I recommend my girls do in the new year. But thank you all so much for listening today. I hope you got something out of the episode. So take a screenshot of the podcast, pop it on your Instagram story, tag Eat Like Ruby. Make sure you check out all of my other content on Instagram at eat underscore like underscore Ruby. And thank you all so much for listening.